Choose Health with Holistic Health Life Coach Linda LaCoax, offering you advice to choose a lifestyle that benefits your body and your mind. Insights that help you choose health. Let's talk about gut health. We've been discussing a lot about food and nutrition in this podcast, and now we're going to move into some of the reasons why this is such an important part of how and why your body functions. It could be said that everything in your body starts and ends with your gut. The gastrointestinal tract is an amazing combination of parts that consists of a series of hollow organs joined together in a winding and twisting tube that starts at the mouth and ends at the anus. It is made up of the mouth, esophagus, stomach, small and large intestine, and then also you have the liver, the pancreas, and the gallbladder, which make up the solid organs of the digestive system, and then you have the accessory organs, which consist of the teeth, the tongue, and the salivary glands. You have six functions that these organs do that you cannot live without, ingestion, secretion, mixing and movement, digestion, absorption, and excretion. For today, we're going to look at the gut portion of the GI tract, which is where most of the magic happens. If spread flat, your digestive system would cover a tennis court. The small intestine is a long, about 22 to 25 feet long, winding tube connected up to the stomach. It handles most of the digestion process. This organ is about as big around as the diameter of your middle finger. Food that you eat moves into this organ from the stomach. It starts out as a semi-solid sludge, and bile from the liver and enzymes from your pancreas and water and mucus mix with it in a process called peristalsis. By the time it gets to your large intestine, it's much more watery. The small intestine is a muscular tube with about three parts. The duodenum breaks down the food. The genjunum and the ileum absorb nutrients and send them into the bloodstream. The inner lining of this small intestine is folded back and forth to increase surface area for better absorption. These folds create microscopic finger-like projections that are called villi. The small intestine does its job so well that over 95% of ingested carbohydrates and proteins are absorbed here. After that, you've got the large intestine, sometimes called the colon, that serves as a reservoir for the liquids emptied into it from the small intestine. It's much larger in diameter, but much shorter in length. It's only about five feet long. Its primary functions are to absorb water, excreting and absorbing electrolytes, substances such as sodium and chloride, and to store fecal matter until it's ready to be evacuated. The large intestine also secretes mucus, which aids in lubricating the contents and facilitates their transport through the bowel. So now that we know how all of this works, why is it so important? First of all, the digestive system is often called the second brain because of the vagus nerve which connects the brain and the digestive system. If this nerve is cut, the digestive system can function perfectly fine on its own. This system is called the enteric nervous system. Your gut manufactures significantly more neurotransmitters such as serotonin than the brain does. In fact, 80 to 90 percent of your serotonin is made in your gut, and every class of brain neurotransmitter is found in your gut. You eat food ultimately to nourish all of your cells. If you make poor food choices, or if your body cannot digest, absorb, and utilize food due to poor digestive function or poor food choice, you will eventually develop signs, symptoms, and finally a diagnosable illness. Digestive insufficiencies contribute to a wide range of health issues, including migraine headaches, depression, arthritis, brain fog, autoimmune diseases, autism, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, multiple sclerosis, and much, much more. 
Roughly 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. And you also have 10 times as many microbes as you do cells in your body. These microbes live in communities that live in symbiosis with you. The health of these communities determines your overall health. And collectively, these communities are called the microbiome. They reside within the small and large intestine. You have 100 times more DNA in your microbiome than you do in the cells of your entire body. And also, the DNA in your cells and in your microbiome talk to each other. This microbiome is made up of three and a half to four and a half pounds of bacteria that help you to make vitamins, protect you against infection, and run your metabolism. If your gut is distressed, you won't perform well and you won't feel good. Things like irritable bowel syndrome and inflammatory bowel disease, leaky gut, celiac disease, food sensitivities and bacterial imbalances, or no specific diagnosis at all, since symptoms can often overlap and it can be tricky to untangle the root cause of a lot of digestive disorders. A lot of what we've spoken about in our previous podcasts has gone over the importance of organic food and healthy food and what is good for your body. Where this comes into play is that glyphosate-contaminated food has been implicated in the dramatic rise of both ADHD and autism, the latter of which is clearly more extreme in terms of behavioral difficulties. Still, both problems can be linked to, in great degree, abnormal gut flora, because this is where glyphosate begins its path of destruction. How severe the effect might be in any given person will likely depend on a very wide variety of individual factors, including things like the mother's gut health during and at the time of giving birth. Recent research has also shown that glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup herbicide, is used in large quantities on genetically engineered crops. It limits your body's ability to detoxify foreign chemical compounds, and as a result, the damaging effect of those chemicals and environmental toxins are greatly magnified. Bacteria can be classified as harmful or helpful. Beneficial bacteria are like busy tourists in our guts. They come and go. We don't have a permanent supply, so for a vibrant gut economy, you need to continually replenish them via your diet. Our gut bacteria can vary, depending on age, gender, diet, geography, hygiene, stress, and medication use. Beneficial gut bacteria can help manufacture all kinds of vitamins, B12, K, B6, B5, B3, folate, biotin, and a whole host of other things. It also enhances the absorption of minerals, helps you to fight off pathogens, digest your food, and metabolize certain drugs. They even influence total body metabolism. Now that we've gone over the basics of why the gut is so important to the health of your body, I'll give you a while to digest all that information, and next week we'll talk about more beneficial bacteria and how and what you eat affects everything you do. This has been Choose Health with Linda LaCoax. Linda is a certified holistic health coach, bend instructor, and personal trainer with Life Support Holistic Health in Cookville. She's available for your questions on Facebook and online at lifesupporthh.com.